We are the anchors for Queer News Tonight, and this evening we discuss the queer headlines. Get ready for some wickedness as the new Wicked trailer is launched, starring Cynthia Erivo and Ariana Grande. Premieres November 27th, 2024. Miami Beach is ready for the Winter Party Festival, February 28th to March 5th, 2024, featuring 14 events, 17 DJs, and a whole lot of Speedos. Wyoming's House Bill 156 sparked controversy aiming to block gender-affirming care for transgendered youth, raising concerns about custody and protection. Queer baiting, misunderstood and misused, harms individuals rather than holding networks accountable for promises, for, prom for promising LGBTQ representation without delivering. SFAAA, founded in 1994, began as a small softball league in South Florida. It has now grown into one of the largest LGBTQ sports leagues in America. Now they are celebrating their 30th anniversary. Good evening and welcome to Queer News Tonight. This is the world's first and only LGBTQ daily evening television news, broadcasting live and available on demand. Available on all smart televisions, including Roku, Apple TV, Android TV, Amazon Fire TV, Twitch, YouTube, and Facebook. It's time to queer up the news for Tuesday, February 20th, 2024. We are live and literally out of the closet and into the headlines. So many of your important stories we are going to tell this evening on Queer News Tonight. This is the world's first live daily LGBTQ evening news show, literally out of the closet and into the headlines on Queer News Tonight. I'm your anchor at Queer News Tonight, Jeff Oliverio. This evening, we bring you the news of and a perspective representing the LGBTQ plus community from South Florida, America, and across our planet. This is the world's first and unedited live LGBTQ plus evening news show. Whatever happens unique in LGBTQ plus news, you will see it and hear it. Hotspots Magazine Happening Out Television Network is a nonprofit 501c3 media company in the same model of PBS and NPR, but designed for the LGBTQ plus community. Our mission is to support the 10 pillars of our LGBTQ plus community. We want to inform and educate the key issues of our black community, Latino, lesbians and queer women, trans, students, youth, seniors, HIV, AIDS, healthcare, business, social justice, and faith. Help us support our community. We are part of one of the largest LGBTQ plus media companies in America, Hotspots Magazine and Happening Out Television Network. In 2024, our magazine is celebrating 40 years of the LGBTQ plus experience and our television news, talk, and entertainment shows support our mission to educate the LGBTQ plus and broader community. Well, let's uh, welcome our panel tonight. And first up is Adriana Tender, the program coordinator with Trans Inclusive Group and owner of Tender Loving Care Trans Mentoring. She serves on the National Board of Governors of the Human Rights Campaign and is the vice president of the Dolphin Democrats and on the board of Black LGBTQ Liberation. Welcome, Adriana. Hi, thank Sounds you. like you have a lot going on in that intro. <laughs> You're keeping your busy out there. Yeah, um, it definitely, definitely keeps me busy. So tell us what's going on. Oh my God, I think I'm doing this lip sync, celebrity lip sync uh, with 
That oh, I think that we, uh, but we're not competing because we're coming right. from the same family. So right. yeah, yeah. Right. I've already initiated into the house of tender. So I'm, <laughs> we're not competing. Yeah, yeah. It's it's gonna be a lot of fun. You know, all of the money is going towards the. Um, the Florida, Florida AIDS walk. Yes, yes. Yes, and I'm going to be representing Trans Inclusive Group. So I would love to see each and every one of you there. And on top of that, um, on March 28th, Trans Inclusive Group and a lot of our community partners, we will be celebrating um, Trans Day of Visibility. Normally that's on the 31st of uh, March, but we're going to be hosting our event on the 28th of March at the Pride Center. It's going to be at 6.30 to 8.30. Beat me there. <laughs> Thank you so much. Well, let's welcome Eric Restivo. Eric is a well-known for DJing at some of the largest clubs in West Hollywood and has had residencies in Los Angeles, P-Town, New York City, and now Wilton Manors. He is the new television host of The W Boys, focusing on LGBTQ plus love for entertainment, premiering March 15th. Welcome, Eric. So happy to be back. So nice to see you yeah. again. And yes, I'm also competing with Adriana in Celebrity Lip Sync. It's my second year in a row. Um, it's the nice audience ever so they're always supportive no matter how much of a mess you are throughout the performance <laughs> um, and then every Wednesday you can catch me at the pub for not your ordinary trivia think um, charades think um, speed rounds of trivia think finish the lyric name name this quote it's everything in one game um, and right now the happening out network team is in first place uh, every single week so come and beat them Yes. And I want to just add on for you, both of you in the lip sync battle yeah. that the money going through Florida AIDS Walk is doubled, yes. correct? So yeah. um, I'm all about fundraising, as you know. So, yes. um, so come out and support them. Um, so now let's welcome anchor Christopher Barnhill. Uh, Christopher is a native of Washington, D.C., an HIV mm -hmm. activist and community leader. If there's one thing you must know about him, Brandy Norwood is his queen. Welcome, and Christopher. And happy belated birthday, Brandy. Hope you're watching. <laughs> <laughs> What's going on with you, Christopher? I mean, there's a lot of stuff going on, but I'm so last minute. It was actually happening today at seven o'clock. We're having a, a community conversation um, at the um, at the NWCP uh, Center. I saw that. Yep. It's like a nice a nice event, and that's from seven to about nine. Nine to nine. Great. And finally, let's welcome anchor Greg Shapiro. Greg's ninth book, Refrain in Light, was selected for the Poetry Mutual 10 Best Poetry Books of 2023. His entertainment coverage, including celebrity interviews, runs in a variety of print and online publications. Welcome, Greg. I'm so happy to be here. I'm always happy to be here. Yeah, and what's, that's going, a, on, that's what's going on in your world, Greg? Leaving the house can be a challenge sometimes, so this <laughs> oh. is, it's always good to be somewhere. Um, so in a couple of weeks, on March 9th, I'm actually going to be taking part uh, in a Zoom reading for uh, sponsored by the Hudson Valley Writers Center, and it's to celebrate Barbie's birthday. And uh, so the two poets uh, that are pictured there, the books, uh, Denise Duhamel and Dustin Brookshire will be reading. I'll be reading uh, Caridad Moro-Gronlier, who's been here before on the show, mm -hmm. is reading, and James Allen Hall. So lots of queer people, with the exception, I think, of Denise. Everybody else is queer. So it'll be good. Nice. Fabulous. On March 15th, the premiere of The W Boys will happen here at Hotspots Happening Out. Here is a tease about what we are all about. <laughs>
shout out, uh, special shout out to my gal pal, John Hayden. I uh, wish you were here. Super excited to take over Fridays with you. We premiere on March 15th. And Jeff, one of the events we are following is the National LGBTQ Plus Task Force Winter Party. I'm jealous to not be DJing, <laughs> but the VIP reception happens March 1st. Tell me more about it. Yeah, the VIP reception is um, one of the events that Winter Party holds, um, and this year is really special. So they're going to be honoring, um, for the first time, we actually don't usually honor people at this event, but they're honoring um, Jeff and Todd Delmay, who are mm. local uh, LGBTQ yeah. activists. Um, Todd is the new executive director of SAVE, and Jeff is the co-chair of Equality Florida. So two of the most important organizations during an election year um, being honored at this event. And the task force will be focusing, of course, again, this year in an election year on the Queer the Vote campaign, mm -hmm. um, urging LGBTQ people to the polls. So um, hope you come out, check that out. It's at the Standard in Miami Beach, um, out, outside of the pool, one of the most beautiful venues in all of South Florida. Um, open bar, um, tickets are available at the um, Winter Party Festival website. So let's get started. And we are the reporters for Queer News Tonight. And this evening, we begin with the queer headlines. The LGBTQ plus community in South Florida and across America is diverse. Our community across the world is vast. And here are the bullet points for the queer news for today, February 20th, 2024. Let's queer up entertainment. Wicked, wicked, wicked. The newest look at what's coming. Great news for film enthusiasts and queer people. Universal Pictures premiered the trailer for Wicked during this year's Super Bowl, and now they have updated it. The movie, based on Gregory Maguire's book, features classic Wizard of Oz characters Glinda and Elphaba as college friends. Glinda is popular and wealthy, while Elphaba, known for her green skin and magical powers, faces ostracism. Despite their differences, the two develop a close bond. The film stars Cynthia Erivo as Elphaba and Ariana Grande as Glinda, adding to the excitement with their talent. Alongside the evident queer themes in Wicked, the movie boasts a cast filled with LGBTQ talent. The openly queer actress Cynthia Revo takes on the role of Elphaba, a character admired by many young fans who feel different from societal norms. Last year, Queer News anchor Al Ferguson interviewed Indina Menzel, the original Broadway Elphaba. She suggested the Green Witch was an LGBTQ character. Jonathan Bailey from Fellow Travelers portrays the charming Fierro, while Bowen Yang from Saturday Night Live embodies Fanny, a new addition to Glinda's circle of friends. Get ready to join the enthusiastic LGBTQ community in theaters when Wicked premieres on November 27th, 2024, a month ahead of its original release date. The film will be divided into two parts, with the second installment hitting screens on November 26, 2025. This split release aims to provide more spotlight on Nessa, to Nessa Rose, a character often overlooked in the musical. The best way to bring folks together Something has changed within is to give them a real good enemy. Ah! You're green. Something just takes over me. And when it does, bad things happen. Once you learn to harness your emotions, the sky's the limit. I'm not afraid. 
afraid. It's the wizard who should be afraid of me. Well, my excitement is uh, uh, definitely to see Ariana Grande on the big screen. Um, I think this is going to be a fabulous movie. Um, you know, this two-part is really interesting. I'm like interesting to see how that plays out in the movie theater, yeah. if, if they'll turn out tickets for it. Um, but I think this is a, um, a movie that our community loves and is loved across the world, this, this story. Yeah, listen, Nessa Rose, in the even in the original book, um, has a much more showed played out love story with Bach um uh one of the munchkin uh men and in the Broadway musical it's kind of shoved underneath the table a little bit too so mm -hmm. it's nice to see it um for me uh Cynthia Revo is such a strong player in this field she's yeah. been in the musical theater world forever she also um supports the right people all the time, whether it's in movies, Broadway, or just life. So for me, that's an overall win. I, I went to school for musical theater, but the little gay boy in me is extremely Shocking. excited for this. Yeah, <laughs> I'm ready for it. Yeah, I'm, I'm ready for the Wicked movie musical. I never seen the musical. I'm not Have you read my, the book? No, I'm not gonna lose my gay card. I don't think you're gonna lose your <laughs> no. gay card, but I would tell people to read the book too, because the yeah. book was yeah. incredible. A little bit lengthy for some people who don't love to read, but it, yeah. you know. Personally, I have some concerns. Okay. Imagine that. Grumpy old man has some concerns. So including the fact that this looks like this could be the cats of 2024. <laughs> so I, I, want, I want to be proven wrong, mm -hmm. but I'm, we're a little worried about John M. Chu, who directed it. Mm. I think he might be the wrong director for this. And in the same way that Sidney, Sidney Lumet was the wrong choice mm -hmm. for 1978's The Wiz, which mm -hmm. was a mm -hmm. huge bomb. And right. Uh, and that's a so, cult classic, though. Yeah. Yes. Wiz. Yeah. Well, it's good to but laugh it, at. It's the, fun to laugh No, no, no. About the, the, Wiz, the Wiz? The, the Wiz is, the Wiz. The, is that Diana movie. Ross. Oh, my God. Now, I Diana that. was too old to be playing. Wait. There were lots <laughs> of problems. But, but anyway, it's a classic. So, so Wicked is beloved by our community, and I just don't want it to be flawed, that's all. Yeah, it's tough for me to sit here and kind of agree that the Cats trailer and the Wicked trailer were um, similar. Yeah. I don't, I didn't see that. But um, I did see the Cats movie, and I thought Jennifer Hudson was incredible. So that was my takeaway, to yeah. be fair, from that movie. I will never see it again. Kind of like Saltburn. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> similar to that. Um, but let us know uh, at home if you will be uh, checking out the Wicked movie in theaters, or if you're going to wait for it to stream. Maybe it'll be on Peacock. I get it um, Next, let's queer up South Florida and Florida. National LGBTQ Plus Task Force Winter Party is here and it is time to get excited. Miami Beach is gearing up for the grand return of the Winter Party Festival, hosted by the National LGBTQ Plus Task Force from February 28th to March 5th, 2024. This year marks the festival's 31st annual celebration, promising six days of unforgettable events and entertainment. Equal Pride has joined forces with the task force to ensure the success of this iconic event. Since 2005, the National LGBTQ Plus Task Force has contributed over $3.6 million to support more than 100 community organizations here in South Florida. 
Additionally, the Winter Party Festival generates nearly $4.2 million in revenue for Miami, sustaining over 800 vital jobs in the area. Featuring 14 vibrant events spread across nine venues in Miami and Miami Beach, this festival brings to you a lineup of 17 international DJs, including renowned names like Kalagna, Deanne, Saji, and Kariv. Generous sponsors like Bacardi, the Miami Beach Visitor and Convention Authority, and Miami-Dade County have made this year's festival possible, alongside media sponsors, Home, Hotspots Magazine, and Happening Out Television Network. The Royal Palm South Beach is the official host hotel, where you can enjoy a luxurious experience in the heart of South Beach. Get ready to be part of the best party of the year, which starts with the welcome reception at Royal Palm South Beach on February 28th. Enjoy poolside beats at the Elevate Pool Party and be present to honor Jeff and Todd Delmay at the VIP cocktail reception. Talk about icons, guys. Dance the night away at he and fire and ice, followed by beachside fun at the beach party. And finally, end the festival with Afterglow and the action finale with Tom Steffen, Alex Acosta, and Jarak. Further details are available now on winterparty.com. Woof! So that is quite the mouthful of lineups. Um, we touched upon the iconic Del Maze a little bit earlier, um, but the fact that those numbers in this article that I just spit out for sustaining jobs and giving back and all the hardcore heavy hitter sponsors that come out for this party, um, I'll be there, I know that, supporting from the lines and, and going live every on every social media. Um, so what are we thinking? Are we going? Are we going together as a round table yes Adrian. that sounds fun right i was gonna say as long as jeff has a ticket does jeff have a ticket i mean oh my god yeah i'm, I'm going as press honey yeah. uh, i'll be wearing my press lanyard loud and proud honey yes well yes, yes. you know i i think the one of the things in the story that i like to highlight and again i'm speaking as yes. part of the family of the task force family as the um chair of the national lgbtq task force gala which is our sister event um this is a huge fundraiser for our community. Um, and, and for those of you who don't know, um, the Task Force is a national event, as a national organization, um, many years ago took over a Winter Party Festival here in South Florida when that organization that ran that was 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 folding mm -hmm. and, um, and has not just taken over that event, but has expanded it to this level of, this is an international event. People fly yes. in from all over the world to oh, go to uh, this with DJs and it's a week of events. So mm -hmm. um, it is a huge fundraiser. So it is a party with a purpose right um and an, another fun fact is that if you go to winter party um, and want to volunteer if you do volunteer for two shifts you do get a free ticket to the beach party oh, look Ooh, one of the benefits yeah. so you that. can give back to the community and also get to have some fun so um check it out it's a really amazing event um for our community and very important to the see to, that's why the, the local gays community. can take over the world yeah. that yes. little right there yeah that i know the little, little that's how i became involved in in the task force to begin with i had a friend that said come and volunteer and you get to go to this beach party and i said okay and Great. here i am many years later they haven't let me go well and i love the way that winter party is still going strong after 31 yeah. years yes. that really speaks to the good work of the organization 
and the devotion they inspire in the attendees. So Absolutely. good, good, good. Completely agreed. Now, what's the music going to be like? Because uh, it's going to be the uns, uns, uns. It's, it's actually a wide variety. If you, look, you can go, I'm sure, on our website, we're mm -hmm. showing it. But if you go to the a website, um, which is winterparty.com, mm -hmm. it'll show each DJ. And that actually shows their theme. So one will be covering throwback. One is an mm -hmm. after hours heavy EDM. Another one will be a hip hop part. So they're oh, all, good. you're covering every genre. I don't really know Daisy with the no, yeah, you just, it's more, <laughs> think of like a music festival where there's slated times. Yes. So mm -hmm. at different times, it's different genres. It's it's going to be quite okay. exciting. Yeah, yeah. Absolutely. So they will be fun. Wow. Yeah. Yes. Great. So next, let's queer up trans rights. Wyoming Bill could legally take trans kids from parents. Fear is spreading in Wyoming where a new bill, House Bill 156, is causing an uproar within the LGBTQ plus community. This bill proposes that gender affirming care is not in the best interest of transgendered youth, potentially affecting custody battles, guardianships, and child protective services. With 13 sponsors, including the House Majority Leader, Chip Neiman, the bill poses a significant threat and seems to be influenced by recent social media controversies among the far right regarding transgender teens. If passed, the bill would create a presumption against gender transition or reassignment procedures, including puberty blockers, hormone therapy, and surgery. The implications of the bill are alarming. It could lead to non-affirming parents using the law to gain custody over transgendered youth, and it could weaponize child protective services against them. While some consider gender-affirming care to be child abuse, most states, except for Florida and Texas, have avoided such extreme measures. The genesis of the bill may be linked to a, a recent case in Montana where a transgender youth was removed from his home and placed in a Wyoming facility. The bill has sparked a heated debate over the rights and well-being of transgender youth, highlighting the need for informed and compassionate legislation. Um, I just think that this is completely and utterly ridiculous with all of the information and the tests that have been done mm -hmm. out there um, that, you know, hormone therapy is in the best interest of the child if the child mm -hmm. is transgender. There are so many transgendered um, kids that are committing suicide mm -hmm. when they're not able to transition. Mm -hmm. I work for a transgendered organization and I am the first face of their crisis fund and anything that when they need resources. Mm -hmm. And there are so many um, trans youth and patients that have been reaching out to us scared over these bills like this that are wanting to leave our state. I'm not trans and I'm scared mm -hmm. just because of that bill, because of what comes after that right. bill, right? Yes. It just gets darker from there. Yeah. It just go, keeps going down. Yeah. Um, so thank God for people like you who do give resources mm -hmm. and who do pick up the phone um, and who provide a platform for you know trans youth who don't have access to anything that's going to keep them healthy and happy and right. Mm -hmm. You know. I mean, the scared and, sad and scary thing about this is how unsurprising the story is. Right. Mm -hmm. I mean, it's coming from the land of Dick Cheney. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, it's, there's nothing surprising about that. But Wyoming may be considered part of big sky country. Now we also know the people are small-minded. Mm. Is there like, because um, I'm not 
going to pretend like I'm well versed on um, transgender laws and and transgender youth. But is there like a certain age limit where it will be uh, where like where they don't really need like parent parental consent? Almost like if someone was getting HIV testing at the age of 13 without parental consent, is there like a, ever an age? Where they can make that I think it's well, if it's healthcare, then they have to be, un no. and they're under their parents. Yeah. You know, they're a minor. Then your parents have to approve all of your healthcare mm -hmm. in, in many cases. They have to cases. co sign on yeah. almost everything. Yeah, yeah. especially receiving um, prescription meds, which is mm -hmm. where hormone blockers come into play. Mm -hmm. um, you know, I think it's important to remind all of our viewers and all of our community specifically, um, and to say this to the Wyoming lawmakers. Um, you know, limiting what parents can do with their own children is not freedom, um, and we are, you know, as as LGBTQ people, I think we all stand for freedom of who, being who we are and being able to identify as who we are mm -hmm. and being able to take care of our families mm -hmm. in the way that we think is best. Right. And these lawmakers are creating laws across the board, whether it's around transgender youth, whether it's around you know having uh, your, your gender affirmed on your driver's license here in the mm -hmm. state of Florida. Let's not forget people that we're mm -hmm. trying to take that away mm -hmm. from, our, from our transgender community, that we are limiting freedom um, um, with these type of laws. And I think we all need to make sure we vote for people that are protecting our freedoms. Agreed. They need to find something else to do. <laughs> they, need, they need to get a hobby. Uh, <laughs> find something else to do. Please. Christopher. Oh, that's me. <laughs> Let me find something to do. <laughs> Next, let's queer up gay culture. Here's what queer baiting is and what it isn't. Queer baiting is a term gaining traction online. It's often misunderstood and misunderstood misused, I'm sorry, causing unintended harm to individuals, particularly actors rather than holding responsible networks accountable. Queerbaiting refers to a media strategy where creators hint at same-sex relationships to appeal to LGBTQ plus viewers without fully representing them. Um, this practice aims to maintain conservative audiences while attracting queer fans, ultimately boosting the popularity of a movie or TV show without uh, delivering genuine representation. The Pitch Perfect franchise is a prominent example teasing a romantic relationship between characters Becca and Chloe, but failing to follow through, leaving many queer fans disappointed. Before Pitch Perfect 3 hit theaters, Universal Studios teased a potential romance between Becca and Chloe, sparking excitement among young queer fans. They even posted a Twitter compilation titled, Will uh, Chloe Ever Happen? However, despite the anticipation, the film failed to deliver on this promise, leaving many uh, disappointed. But let us not confuse queer baiting with another practice called queer coding, where creators subtly imply queerness because they can't openly portray it. For years, depicting homosexual content in media was illegal, leading to the use of subtext and coding to tell queer stories. The Hayes Code enforced from 1934 to 1968, restricted positive queer depictions but allowed queer-coded antagonists, which ultimately led to the creation of many Disney villains. Mm -hmm. What do y'all think about that? I think that this is a complete reach, if I'm being totally honest. <laughs> I don't think the Pitch Perfect film franchise is really one of those that is showing or giving us that much of a queer baiting storyline mm -hmm. i see much more queer baiting like all over social media mm -hmm. all over right. tiktok yeah right. uh cr content creators who are getting paid to queer bait um and who then like if you go down their page three months prior they're calling you you know derogatory slurs and racist comment you know it's 
disgusting. Mm -hmm. So that's where I would focus my attention on queer wedding. I'm like, bitch, perfect. I didn't even see the third one. I mean, you know, like, I, I so. didn't know they had one. Yeah, well, I, I, yeah. Right, yeah. Well, I'm like, I think didn't she had the love. She had the love story with the man in the beginning, right? right. The, the guy from Modern Family. Right. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I mean, I think that we've come so far in terms yeah. of film and television and representation that it just seems like an odd thing. Yeah. And when the places the word is showing up are not being called out. Really? That's yeah. The thing. Call that stuff out right. on social media. I, mean, I definitely um, see a lot of Love shows yeah. making sure that, know you know, uh, like a queer representation is present. Mm -hmm. And I don't think they always do a good job at like fleshing out those storylines. Like, hey, let's add the, let's add a gay character here for yeah. for like, you know, uh, shits and giggles. You know mm -hmm. what I'm saying? But it's not really like giving us any um, any like real like story. story yeah, we're not a check mark. Like, right. on no, our like show, you know, no. like, oh, gay. Got it. You know, you know, it's check not, diversity. It's not right. 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 <laughs> but I, I agree, too. Yeah. I think I think it's it's more prevalent in media. You yeah. Know, you'll see a storylines, you know, that will say, I mean, it just happened to Taylor Swift. I mean, right. They were, you know, right. trying to paint her as, as being an, you know, a member of the LGBTQ community. Mm -hmm. And it was, what? I'm sure, getting tons of clicks because, mm -hmm. you know, everyone wanted to see. And it may, you know, and sometimes it'll there'll be a storyline right. about a, a straight actor and saying, Oh, you know, they're they're you know Listen, rumors about them being or in a movie with somebody yeah. who's gay and yes. and trying to put them together for weird reasons. There's clickbait articles like oh, that, yeah. all you know, right. that are like five famous actors you didn't know were gay, and yes. then that you see like a photo of like The Rock, and <laughs> then you click it, and then it's like Kristen Stewart. Yeah, we know. She yeah, came out 19 yes. times. Yeah, like, it. you know, like so. <laughs> That's where I'm like, come on, let yes. me let, get that off my computer. Get it out of here. But again, OnlyFans is we just said it. We were just laughing about oh. it, but it's true. There, there's know. quite possibly the most queer baiting oh. and clickbait on we love it. We love seeing a little because you boy. click it <laughs> and they'll give you a little default picture or something. Okay. It might not even be them, and then you're in, and then you pay the four ninety nine, whatever it is, and then you see what, what you pay for, and you're like, get me out of here, please. Uh, and then you're locked uh, in for a month. So I'm like, get me off. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Boo. Boo. Next, we're going to queer up sports. Ooh. The history and legacy of South Florida Gay Softball League celebrating 30th anniversary. In 1994, some people in South Florida wanted to start a softball league for those who liked playing the game. They formed the South Florida Softball League with <coughs> George Kessinger, Jim Stork, and Bob Hagen leading the way. It started small, with mostly bartenders and servers, but soon grew to 16 teams. In 1999, the league added a women's division and changed the name to the South Florida Amateur Athletic Association, which is SFAAA. It grew into one of America's largest LGBTQ sports leagues. This year marks the 30th anniversary of gay softball in Fort Lauderdale, where anyone from the LGBTQ community and their friends can join in. Since 1995, the league has organized the Hurricane Showdown Tournament during Thanksgiving weekend with around 70 teams and over a thousand players from all over the country participating. It has two playing seasons, fall and spring, with the season being the time, the spring season being the time when teams can qualify for the Gay Softball World Series. This year, 32 teams and over 500 players from South Florida Amateur Athletic Association are competing to represent their division at the series in Las Vegas. To celebrate its 30th anniversary, SFAAA has planned many events throughout the year. It will start with an opening weekend at Mills Pond Park, featuring exhibition games with Hall of Fame members, past and present board members, and other longtime players. 
The festivities will begin at noon on Sunday, February 25th, with games running from 9 a.m. to 5 p.m. The community is invited to join in celebrating LGBTQ softball in South Florida and the league's milestone anniversary. Yay, sports ball. <laughs> now, is this the one with the tight uniforms, the kicking, and the pucks? Is that, is that the one? Uh, no, you're a little off oh, there. Okay. Yeah. Well, happy anniversary anyway. <laughs> I mean, I think it's important that we get to show our community, though, is is diverse, as we mm -hmm. as we mm -hmm. as we claim here at Queer News Tonight. And we're not all about, you know, we're not all about Broadway and musicals. Right. We're right. about sports and we're about education and we're about in different facets of our community. Just like gay sports, though. Like, well, people that probably participate in, in sports yeah. leagues, especially what, whether it's softball, there's a volleyball league that's very big here in South Florida. Oh. Um, there's you know, dodgeball. There's yeah. dodgeball. Are probably a lot of people that were ostracized in Absolutely. when they went to school or college and didn't feel that they were comfortable, com you know, being in organized sports. Right. So I think these sports leagues are very important for representation and also to give our community an outlet to, you know, to, to show who they are. Yeah, I got a friends who were part of those uh, leagues, uh -huh. and, and they um, definitely um, be winning games. And I do like the little uniforms too. Yeah, <laughs> they're really tight. You got to pay the flag. Tight, you like got to pay the flag. Mm -hmm. I just have one question: uh -huh. Do they have cheerleaders? <laughs> Ooh, if fun. not, they need them. I they know. Need them. Rob, just this is Bob. Cheer Fort Lauderdale. Oh. oh. Yeah, no, I would be down with the dodgeball league. Get a little. I like that. Out. Get some anger out, you know. Oh, no, Throw, but. Yeah. Too many the bruisers. Yeah. I love the oh. sense of community. I just like, unfortunately, I laugh a little bit during the story because like, I could smell every photo. Like, like, just like, <laughs> they all just like had a game. Ball. And then they're like, let's take a picture, guys. And <laughs> I was just like, oh. Like, yeah. Oh, this is a family program. Uh, <laughs> is it though? <laughs> you know, I was just like, I love them all in the photos, but they need a shower. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Okay, next we are proud of our special partnership with Sunshine Cathedral, the world's largest queer church here in Fort Lauderdale. Supporting that partnership, we are broadcasting from our permanent set here at Sunshine Cathedral at the Happening Out Television Studios. We broadcast Sunshine Cathedral's Sunday International Service at 10.30 a.m. finish tonight's queer news headlines with a segment we call LGBTQ plus one minute news. 
LGBTQ plus one minute news, let's queer up South Florida and Florida. Stonewall Museum Gala raising the bars presentation with 2,500 historic bars of the past. The 2024 Stonewall National Museum Gala is set for February 24th at the venue in Wilton Manors, see you there, promising a night of celebration and support for the LGBTQ community. This year's theme, quote, standing on the shoulders of heroes, and quote, highlights honorees like marathon swimmer Diana Nyad and LGBTQ advocate Stacey Ritter. Special guest Xander Moritz adds to the excitement. There is also a special unveiling of 2,500 plus gay bar logos curated by Gay Bar Chives founder Art Smith under the Raising the Bars program. This program, launched by joint efforts of the Stonewall National Museum Archives and Library and Gay Bar Chives Spotlights, LGBTQ plus bars history, culture, and representation. There is a plan to expand it to 5,000 logos by LGBTQ plus History Month in October. Raising the Bars also includes a gay trivia book, video interviews, exhibits, and events to honor lost bars and celebrate those still serving the community. Hotspots Happening Out serves as presenting LGBTQ LGBTQ plus media sponsor. Learn more and get tickets at stonewall-museum.org. LGBTQ plus one minute news. Let's queer up trans rights. Unique trans history as AOC pays tribute to trailblazing icon Cecilia Gentili on house floor. Immigrant transgender activist Cecilia Gentilly, known for her advocacy and support for LGBTQ plus communities, <clears throat> died last week at 52. Tributes poured in from colleagues, politicians, and activists, including a heartfelt homage from Representative Alexandra Ocasio-Cortez on the House floor. Gentilly's legacy highlighted by her journey from undocumented immigrant to respected advocate, resonated with many despite facing hardships, including addiction and arrest. Gentilly's determination led her to become a beacon of hope, especially for transgendered youth. Her transformative work at the LGBT Center's NYC Anti-Violence Project serves as a testament to her resilience and dedication to equality. Queer News Tonight pays tribute to Cecilia Gentili, celebrating her impactful advocacy and unwavering support for the LGBTQ community. I rise today to reflect on the life and legacy of beloved Queens community leader, Cecilia Gentili. Cecilia was a beacon of hope for so many communities in my district. She was only 26 when she fled Argentina to seek asylum in the United States. She arrived in New York City in 2003 and lived her truth as a trans woman. She was finally granted asylum in 2012 as well, and she devoted much of her life to uplifting our trans and undocumented community in Queens. Most recently, most recently, Cecilia shined in her, in her artistic pursuits as an author, playwright, and actress. Cecilia was a leader in the fight for HIV-AIDS healthcare and founded a free healthcare clinic in New York City. 
At the state level, she championed the Gender Expression Non-Discrimination Act, GENDA, which was signed into law into 2019. And today, Cecilia would have also wanted to continue to uplift her advocacy against the dangers of proposals like, the COSA, like COSA, and would allow, that would allow states to cut off access to life-saving online resources for online trans youth like healthcare information. Our, our community will continue to remember Cecilia as an unwavering leader in the fight for equality. Thank you, Mr. Speaker, and I yield back. LGBTQ plus one minute news, let's queer up entertainment. Kesha's The Only Love Tour features 100 drag artists in LGBTQ plus support and activism. Kesha, the Raising Hell singer, is amplifying her support for the drag community following her Only Love Tour. During the tour, she welcomed local drag performers on stage for her hit song, We Are Who We Are. Now, Kesha has gone further, compiling a drag directory listing 100 performers and their Instagram handles, along with their hometowns. This gesture isn't new for Kesha, who has previously shown love to drag queens by guest judging on RuPaul's Drag Race and participating in Hulu's Drag Stravaganza. Fans and drag performers alike have lauded Kesha's support, celebrating her dedication to inclusivity and LGBTQ visibility. Some of the drag artists featured on Kesha's The Only Love Tour include Candace Persuasion, Chanel the Angel, Erotica Divine, and Melinda Monroe Sexton. LGBTQ plus one minute news. Let's queer up the worldview. Russian My Little Pony convention had police had a police raid over LGBTQ plus propaganda. Apparently, My Little Pony strikes fear in Putin. In Moscow, police responded to a complaint alleging LGBTQ plus uh, propaganda at My Little Pony fan event. Despite no evidence found, organizers closed the Myanmar convention early on Saturday. The police checks didn't, didn't substantiate the claims, but organizers decided to end the event sooner and report, amid reports of more officers arriving. The convention catered, catering to adult fans of the animated series planned the music uh, performances and merchandise stalls. While My Little Pony focuses on friendship and is aimed at children, it has sparked concerns in Russia due to its perceived potential to violate anti-LGBTQ laws. Despite closure, organizers and volunteers could leave the event without any arrest. LGBTQ plus one minute news, let's queer up the worldview. Ghana may pass hate bill to punish allies for even advocating for LGBTQ plus rights. <clears throat> Ghana's parliament is revisiting the contentious promotion of proper human sexual rights and family values bill 2021. This move aims to address 14 clauses proposing community service instead of incarceration for those advocating LGBTQ rights in Ghana. By initiating a second consideration stage, Parliament bypasses the third reading, postponing the bill's scheduled passage. Second Deputy, Spe Deputy Speaker Andrew Asiyama stated that further amendments may be made before final passage. If passed, the bill would increase penalties for homosexuality and criminalize identifying as LGBTQ or supporting LGBTQ rights. MP Otto Forsen is confident President Nana Ado Don Kwa Afuko Ado would approve the legislation. And that is today's news for the LGBTQ community on the world's first and only daily LGBTQ plus evening news show. 
If our community is important to you, share this news with your friends and family. Are you, like most of America, part of our very large television audience watching this live LGBTQ plus news broadcast right now on Roku, Apple TV, Android TV, and Amazon Fire TV? Queer News Tonight is the only live LGBTQ plus digital television show in the world that is out of the closet and into the headlines. We need your support if our community is to grow. We must tell our stories and bring them to the attention of the broader world. This is the only place in the world that uh, tells these types of LGBTQ plus stories in motion and sound. That is the passion of Hotspots Magazine, happening on a television network and Queer News Tonight. I'm your anchor, Jeff Oliverio, and on behalf of these LGBTQ plus reporters, the anchors of Queer News Tonight, including Adriana Tender, Eric Restivo, Christopher Barnhill, and Greg Shapiro, we will see you daily at 8 p.m. And to our LGBTQ plus world, we wish you good, good night. night.